Hello, Church of the Cross, and welcome back to the Ninth Avenue Nine. This is your host, Joel Bascom, pastor of Connecting and Equipping. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. It's summer, and things have slowed down a bit with guests for the show. I have a couple of people lined up for later in the summer, but if you are interested in talking music with me, let me know. My email is joel at ofthecross.org. And with that in mind, also, I was thinking that it might be fun to expand the theme a little bit. If you're interested in talking about something besides music, nine books or nine movies or nine songs, whatever, let me know. I'd be happy to entertain new themes with you. So getting on to this edition of the show, some of you who have been listening to the show and a few of the people I've interviewed, for instance, Margie Hack and Jesse Hamer come to mind, some of you have been wondering what my picks would be. David Asp, for instance, has already figured out all of them, so he not need, need not listen to this episode. In any case, I had a great time chatting with Pastor Christian about what my picks would be. I hope you enjoy this episode, and I am so grateful to be able to do this podcast for you, my church family. Have fun. Hello and welcome back to the basement slash my office. I am here with a very special guest. And I have been told a couple times by people, by guests on the show, as well as just neighbors on the street, strangers approach me on mm-hmm. the street and say, Joel, when are you going to talk about the picks that you have? For people want to know. Wait a minute, did I ask you to talk yet? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm still the host. Oh, I haven't taken over yet. Yeah, that's right. I'm itching to take over that microphone and get <laughs> no, my no, no. hands on that mic. Yes, so uh, so I thought it would be fun uh, to turn the tables a bit, and I could not think of anybody who would be a better inquisitor of me than my friend and my colleague, the venerable Christian Ruck. Hello, Christian. Hello, Joel. How are you? Welcome back to my office. Thank you. Do I need to go over the rules with you? You always go over the rules with people at the beginning. Yeah, go ahead. See if you remember, right. see if you remember them. I mean, uh, people have been, you know, the last show that you heard uh, that at this time have not been broadcast yet, but it will have been broadcast by the time this is up. David and Jennifer Asp sort of decided to, they didn't quite make their own rules, yeah, but they that's did, good. you know... They played around with them a little bit, but right. it's good to at least have the guidelines, proverbial yes. rules. The guidelines. Know. Yes. All right, you're down in the church basement for a year. Yes. Yeah, you will, you'll, you'll be fed. Yeah. Right, we will feed you. What, am well, I going to get fruit snacks? You, yeah, there are lots of fruit snacks. <laughs> yeah. I just ate some. Very good fruit snacks down there. Um, and uh, you have a Bible, Book mm-hmm. of Common Prayer, mm-hmm. but later you're going to be able to choose one book. I, and... Um, uh, and you get nine albums to choose. Yes. Yes. And I think there's one other thing I get too, I believe. You get a luxury item. That's right. Yeah, yes. a luxury item. Yes. And um, I think that's the rules. I think so, yeah. Yeah, no one can come visit you. Yeah. You have two minutes for a phone call oh, <laughs> with wow. your wife each We're day. Things. Okay. So, and your children. That's your this. wife and your children, you get two minutes. Yeah. Two minutes? Yeah, yeah. I've added that. That's, that's Who did this? <laughs> Who made this it's up? It's terrible. This is horrible. It is terrible. Oh it is. It's a very nice basement, though. My goodness. It's all yep. the hate mail I've been getting. I can see why. <laughs> all right, Joel, before we start, can I just say yeah. I love this podcast. Oh, I honestly wow. do. I'm glad. Let me say I love people at Church of the Cross, mm-hmm. and I love talking about music. Yes. And so it's two of my favorite things in one podcast. And as you know, as soon as you send me the latest podcast, I listen to it. So, I do, yes. Um, uh, so I, yes. And, and then I give you all sorts of comments and, and thoughts on it uh, <laughs> about people's music. Yes. I love it. So anyway, so I am a little nervous to be asking you questions because I think oh, you Oh, there's do nothing to be nervous job. about. Right? No, not uh, at all. I didn't think so. Yes. So. Well, thank you for the kind words. It's been super fun to do. Yeah. I've always wanted to uh, do something like this. When I was a kid, I used to do uh, like makeup radio shows with yeah. my cousins. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, awesome. I've always loved it. Good. Okay. Usually you ask people, I think maybe before you even ask them for their first pick, you ask them how they ended up at Church of the Cross? Yeah. I do, yeah, I do ask people Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I know, so I'm not going to ask that. Okay, I, you're I not know the story. No, why don't you so, share with so us? So the people don't how, get to understand. How, how did the Bascom family end up at Church of the Cross? Well, we, we moved to, uh, I'm from Southern California. Both my wife, my lovely wife, Stephanie, and I grew up in Southern California. Uh, I in a town called La Habra. She in a town called Norwalk. 
we met at a uh, Christian college uh, called Biola University, where uh, my father had been on staff for his entire career. We met there, and eventually, uh, through different different uh, paths, uh, different surprises that the Lord threw at us, I ended up being a manager at Trader Joe's Grocery Stores, and I took a transfer from Southern California to Minnesota to help open stores here, and we, we attended a, a wonderful church in St. Paul for a few years, but the main connection I think that we had was Ed Coombe was going to, who is now a, uh, at Redeemer, he um, was attending some tr- some evening services at our oh, church there. I forgot about that. Okay. Um, and so we heard about Cross, and we were we were looking to, uh, for a change in terms of uh, church uh, for various reasons, and we ended up at Cross. I ended up. The story goes, I was at. I brought Corey, my daughter, who's now eighteen, to a service during Advent, and she went to the Sunday school class, and she came back without shoes, and we had no <laughs> idea why. We didn't know where her shoes were, and it turned out that it was the feast of Saint Nicholas, oh, and great. my daughter absolutely loved it from the mm. very beginning, and we have never gone anywhere else since. And that was so. That was Advent of '09. We started wow. coming to Cross in February of 2010. Okay, awesome. Good. And before Minnesota, yes. you also lived in the Midwest another time. I in your did. Life. Tell me about yes. that. Yes, yes. Um, after Stephanie and I got, Stephanie and I were married in 2000. So we've been married 21 years. Uh, and in 2001, we moved to uh, Chicago area so that I could go to seminary at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. And I had. I studied Old Testament and Semitic languages. Yeah, so we barely missed each other. We missed each other, yes. I had, um, and it was there that we we got involved um, in, in a church in downtown Chicago. Had a great time there, and but there wasn't any uh, Anglican churches in the north. No, no, not at that point. Yeah, yeah, close, almost. There was soon to be one. So, but yeah, so I spent yeah. three years there. Yeah, and that's awesome. where Corey was born. So great, good. All right. Um, so Joel, just to let those listening know I have written down nine albums and if I get nine albums that I I potentially could be among your choices you think that and I will let you know if you choose one yeah that I have written down if I predict it correctly I will make a dinging sound okay well I am I I can only imagine that it's just going to be nothing but dinging because I'm kind (laughs) of an an open book when it comes to you are we've talked a lot about music but no there 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 are a few that I have left rather there's a couple that I'm sure you won't get but I have a feeling you might get more than you miss we'll we'll see we'll We'll see see how it goes all right well let's start with number one okay now there were there were a lot of it's funny you know you, you talk about this you, I think about this a lot. Yeah. And the reason I did this podcast is because I really, really love thinking in terms of lists. Whenever yes. there's a list of anything, I'm a nerd yes. about it. Yes, yeah, yeah. So as most guests have said, I ended up thinking about this a lot. Yeah. There was a couple, there were a couple of pieces that I knew it would, there were never a question. Yeah. And one of them was this one. Okay. And that is a copy of Handel's Messiah. Okay. I put down Classical. No, that doesn't count. Yes, that's it does. A huge. Did you? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I think you'd have a classical that's one on there. Huge, huge. <laughs> no, that that does not count. You have to what be more specific than that. What? All right. Well, okay, I'm still well, going to give it a check mark because I knew yeah. you'd have to say classical. Handles Man, you may have Messiah, multiple classical. Handel's Messiah that's is. Awesome. Uh, it's perfect for a year in the church basement. You get mm. you get an entire church calendar year's worth of music, from Advent to prophecy to Easter. It's perfect. Mm. Um, I grew up not loving classical music. My father loved classical music, and Handel's Messiah ended up being one of the more important parts of my growing up, and now it has become uh, just a real favorite. I love Mm. classical music. I love Beethoven. I love Mozart. I love, um, you know... Debussy, I love, and my my kids all play, you know, (laughs) my kids, Jack, Corey, and Wesley, they all play uh, classical music, so it is a huge love, but I had to have something classical, so you got, yes, yeah, I did, yeah, but I, but how on earth do you pick one piece of classical music, Yeah. Yeah. but this is the one. Yeah, yeah, Um, I mean, it's kind of strange to say favorite tracks from Messiah, but, uh, all of them, yeah, I think you have to put together a Spotify list, I'm not going to take that I do have some tracks. All right, uh, yeah, yeah. Unto Us a Child is Born. Oh, sure. Um, I love that. The the setup being, you know, you know, 
the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light, and there's mm. this wonderful bass or baritone who the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great and then after that you hear the the, the wonderful chorus of mm-hmm. Ferentas and Child is Born. The Hallelujah chorus uh, is you know a classic. You know, I mean, my it's one of the only. Uh, pieces of music that a lot of times people still stand for it. Yes, yeah. It's not, it, you know, and so... Um, yeah, without asking people, just so, yeah, 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 it's just become a tradition. And the other one I thought of, um, and uh, you will notice there will be a theme coming up here um, that uh, that comes up a few times, and this is nothing against my dear mother, Greer, and my dear sister, Faith, who I grew, who in my family, but my father and I did share a wonderful love of music together, mm-hmm. and so uh, taking this straight from the the peaks to a a little bit of a sad uh, thing, but one of the things that my father uh, wanted, um, if in the event of his passing, was for the the the, uh, the piece "Since by Man Came Death" to be mm-hmm. performed at his mm-hmm. service, mm-hmm. and my father passed in 2012, and we got together a little choral group wow. with wow. a pian- with my aunt Margaret, who was my my grandpa's mm-hmm. older younger sister, and they did it, and wow. it was fantastic. Yeah. So that would have Neat. to be part of it. Neat. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we go to number two, tell me more about sort of. Your love for music growing up, and how did that kind of grow and develop? And and um, uh, obviously, you host a podcast about yeah. music. So tell me more, sort of how that grew over the years, and when you first remember even starting to really just love music. And that's a great question. I mean, it was just always a part of life. I mean, growing up in the church, singing yeah. hymns. Yep. My father and my mother loved, you know, all matters of hymns. We would sing, you know, we, you know, our our son Wesley is named after Charles Wesley, yes. who's yeah, a yeah. hymn writer. Yeah. Um, and I remember some of my first memories are hearing um, a band from England called the Beatles hmm. uh, <laughs> on the on the radio. Yeah. My mother grew up in my mother grew up a Beatles fan. Saw the Beatles at the Hollywood Bowl in wow. 1964. Wow! And so I remember uh, one of my first memories as a child is the death of John Lennon. Yeah. Uh, I was five years old. And I came home from kindergarten, and my mother, who was a Beatles fan, uh, was crying wow. in the living room. And yeah. I was like, what's going on? And uh, so she, I remember her playing the Beatles for me and pointing out, you know, which was yes. John, because uh, he had this loud, raucous voice. <clears throat> and I just, and then, uh, you know, growing up uh, in Southern California, my, my parents took me to see the Beach Boys when I was 12. And then um, just music a, a lot, a big part yeah. of our lives. Yeah. That's awesome. Take me out to the ball game all the mm. time, singing that a lot because yeah. we went to a lot of ball games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I remember too. I remember being on the school bus and someone saying that John Lennon had been yeah. shot. I wouldn't even met him to music, but I immediately knew who he was. Oh yeah, yeah. And it yeah, was yeah. it was a it was a big deal. It was it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but you know, ended up being just one of many things. I mean, you yeah. know, a lot of. Peter, Paul, and Mary, I remember mm. listening to with, the, you know, my, my dad loved, you know, with, my dad was a, a late 60s sort of liberal, so yeah. he liked the doors. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all these yeah. Other things. That's great. And did you have albums growing up? And were there we had, you know, turntable? That's a great, yes. That's a great, great question because we had, growing up in the living room, the, the cradle that my grandfather had made for me when I was born wow. was the thing that my parents kept their records in. Hmm. So we had lots of records. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Lots of records. Turntable. CDs came out when I was, what, 10 or 11. So okay. there were no CDs. No. No, no, no. Albums are so Let alone no. this MP3 Oh, stuff. no. That's terrible. <laughs> Albums you can look at. You can hold in your hand. And I am yeah. still a vinyl nerd. I so know So if there's any are. other vinyl nerds out there, it's always fun to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going one for one so far. I mean, no, I'm doing no, pretty no, well. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number two. Well, number two, I, I don't. I actually had an order here, but I'm going to break it because I was just talking about John Lennon. Uh, and yes. one of the disappointments I've had, I have now recorded. This will be the 13th podcast I have I have recorded, yeah. and no one. It's crazy. Has mentioned the Beatles. I know. I'm no not one surprised. Has mentioned the Beatles, I and I and I. I'm a little surprised. I am too. Maybe a little disappointed. Even. Yeah, I think you should be. So I had to have, there was no question I had to have a Beatles out. Yeah. No question. Yeah. So the question then became, which Beatles out? Okay, don't let me down. Don't, don't let, let me down is a single <laughs> That is a song by them. <laughs> and I'm, going, a, I'm singing it to you. And um, most people, including yourself, 
would say that it would that the album I would take would mm. be Sgt. Pepper. That is what I wrote down. Um, and because that, I think, is my favorite, but it's not the album I would take. Ah. And the reason it's not is because I need to have more than one album. So I'm taking the White Album. Oh, the White Album. Now, nice. the White okay. Album is, is not... I'm putting a big X through Sgt. <laughs> Pepper's. The White Album is not my favorite album of theirs, but it's two records and yeah. it's so many great songs. It's like various genres of yeah. music. I mean, I mean it's, it's so not diverse. a cohesive album. Right. The yeah, way yeah. Sgt. Pepper is. And yeah. Sgt. Pepper, um, you know, you and I have talked about how much you love the song being for the benefit of Mr. <laughs> Kite. So, I yeah. mean, there are a couple of spots on Sgt. Pepper that yeah. are maybe not Although, strong. you know what? The same with the White Album. There's a That's couple true. songs on there that are but, not strong. I mean, A Day in the Life is such a good song. A Day in the Life is maybe their what, best song ever. It's such a beautiful song. It's fantastic, that, yeah, and I love... Uh, I love uh, uh, She's Leaving Home. Okay, now you, wait a second. You're getting to talk about Sgt. Pepper. So that's not even one of your albums. No, it's not. Cheated. But the White Album yes. is, um, is, is just this huge work of disorganized, clumsy, yeah. Yeah. whatever. Crazy. But there is so much there. Yeah. Um, there are a couple songs on there that I would say, not for the kids. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they definitely in a period of their of their existence when they were very you know getting pretty raucous. But yeah, they, a couple of the songs. Yeah. If I were if I were to pick a few songs, uh, I love "Back in the USSR," which mm. is the very first song on the album. Yeah, has a very much of a sort of Beach Boys kind of feel yeah. to it. Yeah. I love Paul McCartney as a songwriter. Uh, the both they're both awesome, but uh, I, I I tend to like Paul's songs mm-hmm. a little bit more than John's songs. But the second song on the album is a great John song, which is Dear Prudence, oh, which is yeah, a wonderful a, yeah. song written to uh, Mia. It, it's either Mia Farrow or Mia Farrow's sister. Yeah. Uh, it's written, well, it's not written to, it's because if it was called, if it was written to Mia Farrow, it would be called Dear Mia. Sure, right. So it's Dear Prudence, it's her sister. Yeah. Um, and then the other alb- song I have is a lovely, very short song by Paul called I Will. Oh yeah, which is a I thought you were about to say song. Wait, is Julia on that album? Julia too? is on that song, oh, that album, which is a also song. a horribly heartbreaking song. Oh, oh, it's the, about his mom, right? It's about his mom. Yeah. And what's his son's name? Jewel, Julian, right? Julian, yeah, yeah, and named yeah, yeah. after his mother. So yeah. he has this real. Uh, I could go on about the Beatles forever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, we got some John Lennon solo stuff where he deals with his mom issues. Yeah, pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, so I, th- I thought long and hard about it. They have great albums. This is not my fave, but I just thought I got to have two records on yeah. the White Album. Would you listen through Revolution Number no. 9? Is it, It's number 9, right? Yeah. yeah. Why not? You, I mean, I'm in the basement it? for a year. I can figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> you can handle it. If I really need to, yeah, that's, yeah. For yeah. those of you who don't know, no, Revolution 9 is a eight or nine minute track of just noise. Yeah. yeah. Yoko Ono. And number nine said over and over That's again. not going to be on my playlist. Let's okay. Yeah, way. yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, they were, they were being so experimental even with, I mean, that song. I mean, they're, they're just no one was doing stuff like that. I don't think. And a quick aside, I did my best here to not change things just because I knew I you know. would hey, think that I had. I don't question memory. your integrity So Sergeant Pepper, it's like, it's, it was actually hard for me not to put that one on. Of course. There, but it's, because it is my favorite Beatles album, yeah. but I didn't choose that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, you I, have to think I about respect. a year. It's a year. That's so true. So you got to think about some practicalities. What would be a year without Rocky Raccoon to Yes. To, to, to Rocky Raccoon. Yeah, such a good, yeah. Checked into his room. I yep. to find Gideon's Bible. Yep, yep. Okay. Number three. Okay, so now I'm out of order here. So, right. um, so I have a feeling uh, this one is going to be one that I'm going to hear a ding as soon as I Okay, it. all right, let's see. I'm excited. This is the 2007 offering from the Avett Brothers uh, called Emotionalism. Emotionalism. I did have that. Yeah. Ding, ding. There you go. I will give a check mark. And I'm not going to comment on it because all I have to say is emotionalism and that's enough. Yes. No, no. Yeah. Emotion, uh, Ava Brother is a favorite band of mine with the family. It's actually turned up to be a pretty prominent feature on the podcast. Yeah. Several people yeah, have, yeah. have mentioned the Ava Brothers. A lot Brothers. of Ava Brothers fans in this church. Uh, yeah. This is not the first album that I, I discovered from them. The first album I discovered from them is also holds a special place, but I won't be mentioning it because I don't want to push things too much. <laughs> you can push it on. Uh, the first album of theirs was came out in 2012 that I bought, but this one came out in 2007, Emotionalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's my favorite album of theirs for many reasons, but uh, one of the things that I love, and you probably do this too, is you, you, you'll you'll group together like portions of albums, Mm. like what songs run together well. And then you start to think about, so a good example is there's a, 
a band from Ireland called U2 mm-hmm. that has, had, I think has made an appearance or they two. They show up. So. And if there's an album of theirs called The Joshua Tree, where the first three yes. songs yes. are fantastic, and you think They're of them so together. Yeah. And so the first three songs on this album, yes. I actually... I'm counting as kind of one song. Uh-huh, yeah. Because they are, um, they're all fantastic. So the first song is called Die, Die, Die. It's a song about mortality. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second album is called Shame, yes. which is apparently a favorite of the bishops, I've heard. He did. He his, uh, his Two of his kids played it at, at one of our, oh, at the Fully Live conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they played it. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. he was going to do a teaching on shame. Yeah. Yep. And then Paranoia is yes, the third song. Yes, great song. And then a couple other cuts from mm-hmm. the album. Weight of Lies yeah. is a amazing song. Mm-hmm. Just write the lyrics down and the profundity. Mm. These guys are, are are saying some stuff yeah. about yeah. Know, uh, about the nature of lies. And Pretty Girl from Chile, mm-hmm. which is a, a fantastic three-part I was going to say, that's a, yeah, yeah, a long one. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I mentioned a lot of songs there. But yeah, this one, uh, remember in summer of 2013 having it on my car in the car uh when steph and i were on a trip to la together and we just listened to it the whole trip yeah 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 i was and they played it at my 40th birthday we my wife and i went to red rocks to see them and they played the whole album that's awesome that's great yeah oh i was just gonna say i kind of knew the ava brothers and listened to them a little bit and then as i got to know you and some other folks started listening to them more and they really are great so and and of course, we saw them in concert. Yeah, we uh, saw them a year I mean, and a half. You've seen them many times. Ago. I've only seen them once, but almost they were great. Two years ago at uh, Treasure Island. Yeah, it was a fantastic show. So, they yeah. played with Trampled by Turtles, which yeah. was really great one two punch. Okay, well, I think you take a break usually after the first three. Is that right? Yeah, we do. Thank you for remembering that. Of You're course. a good host. Oh, well, you know, I've been listening closely. Nice so. work. All, All right. right, we'll be right back. And before we uh, continue with the, uh, the the bookkeeping stuff, any yeah. other questions for me, Christian? Yes, yeah, so I'm trying to remember the questions you often ask people. I know, I feel like you usually ask this later in the podcast, but I'm going to ask it now. That's okay. It's fine. You're, you're hosting. You're, you're the guest host. <laughs> Thank so you, you can do it. Can you I want. touch the microphone? Can I hold it? If you want. I mean, we don't want to offend you know, don't wanna, the, yeah, sound. the, the sound. Um, uh, so what went into your, what were some of the kind of criteria? Yeah. I mean, we already heard with the White Album, it was yeah. length, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, even some diversity. So. Yeah, I think diversity was big for me. I wanted to be, I would love to have two things, diverse uh, kinds of, diversity in terms of style of music. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be important to me. Yeah. But the other thing that would be important to me is signposts from my life. Yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned about Handel's Messiah, some yes. of the things about that. I yes. mentioned the Beatles being important. Yeah. Avid Brothers have just ended up being, that's kind of where I am now. Yeah. I'm in the middle of being right. a huge fan of theirs. And it's neat to follow a band right. as they're working instead of like with the Beatles where right. I was born after they had broken up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Handel is long gone. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. buried in Westminster. Unless they find some, point. you know, hidden <laughs> symphony <laughs> yeah. somewhere that was buried or something so, like that. But yeah, yeah. it's just like, like that and thinking through, you know, what would be meaningful yes. to hear, what would remind me of my family and my friends yes. and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, good. All right, number four. Number four, um, Miles Davis, Kind of Blue. You know what? I was actually going to... I promise you, on the radio here, on the radio, on the podcast. Yeah, in front of the <laughs> congregation, you're, you're, you're telling me. I was everybody. going to write that down, and I was like, why am I thinking Miles Davis? I must have like seen it in your collection or something like yeah. that. I wrote down jazz thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so anyway, so, so you I, can't just put right down genre. I can. I knew you'd have Otherwise, a jazz. Otherwise, you could have just said pop music. <laughs> and just said all nine. Oh, I'm giving myself a half point for that. Um, Miles Davis. That is so funny. I, we must have talked about Miles Davis at some point. I, I'm not very familiar with him. But, I mean, yeah. I know who he is, but I haven't listened to much of his music. So tell me why "Kind of Blue" would would be one of your one of your. Tell nine. me why is also a Beatles song. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, "Kind of Blue." Uh, I love jazz, so it's hard, kind of like with classical, I think it would be difficult for me to just have eight or nine jazz albums. Sure. But um, I, I had a really great time uh, talking to John Hardick, right? and I yeah. gave him a jazz album when he was in the basement. Yeah, which one did you give him? I gave him a Duke Ellington That's album. That's right, yeah. And so I really, it's hard, because Duke Ellington 
was a person of faith, and so he's actually got like some sacred music, sure. jazz. But and but this album is uh, has occupied. You know, another thing about Criteria, I also had to think about what are the albums I've just listened to tons. Sure, yeah. That and the reason I listen to them is because. I love them and they're mm-hmm. great. And so this was one of them. Yeah. Listen to this a lot in college on headphones studying. Mm. It is five tracks, mellow, creative jazz. There is a, a, a young tenor saxophonist on this named John Coltrane. Oh, so he is one of the yeah. people on the, in the band. So you have Miles okay. Davis, you have John Coltrane, you have Cannonball Adderley, who is also a famous saxophonist mm. as an alto sax. And then Bill Evans on the piano, and um, I can't remember the drummer's name. But all of them are pretty mellow. Uh, kind of. Uh, so What is the first track, and that would be definitely one that I would want on the, the playlist. Um, and then Flamenco Sketches, which is, I believe, the last cut on the album. The, the format was highly improvisational, as mm, all jazz is. Yeah. But this is even more so, where they, they, you know Miles Davis, a famous... You know, sort of aloof, sort of interesting character, right. a, a giant in jazz, um, who wrote these basic themes, and it was the job of each person to improvise on that theme. Mm. And so it's a real sort of album that actually captures jazz yeah. as it's supposed to be. Right. And live jazz is, of course, the thing that you're supposed to sure because right. it's the improv yeah it. this captures improv for a yeah little. and it's yeah. beautiful and peaceful and and calming it was kind of blue earlier in his career 1950s okay 1950s i think it's so it's not when he later in his career he gets really kind of fusion yeah. with rock and a little bit more he started off with charlie parker oh, who yeah, was yeah. really fast really bebop great but but not what you'd call mellow mm-hmm, you know right. and he and he was his trumpeter yeah and then he started doing his own work and this was one of his you know first you know in the late 50s he had several albums in the 50s but yeah. this was his sort of seminal one okay yeah um and it's you'll see it on some of those lists. Right, Even oh, like yeah. a rock album list. Oh, yeah. People will put it up there. Right, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you choose tracks from an album like this? I mean, I guess you'll have to choose something for the Spotify Yeah, so what? Uh, and uh, Flamenco Sketches. Oh, you said that. That's yeah. right. That's I mean, right. Yeah, they're yeah. both great. I mean, all of them are great, but they just have, each of them have their own, um, their own character. And yeah. Yeah, they're great. They're amazing. And John Coltrane, I mean, who ends up being... A giant of jazz is playing second on this yeah. album. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's um, what's his kind of most famous album? His famous? Well, he's got a lot. Love of Supreme Love is Supreme what I'm thinking of. Yeah, probably the one. Yeah, I had a roommate in college. Picked that. by our friend Justin Van Ingen on his list. Oh, which well, you I haven't, haven't heard. I haven't heard it yet. That's right. Okay, I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> by this time, it's been up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I listen. I've actually listened to quite a bit of Love Supreme. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good. All right. So I got jazz. Yeah. Correct. That doesn't uh, really count, count for anything. Well, I knew you'd have. Maybe you'll have more than one jazz. I'll now, this this next one I'm going to tell you, I'm pretty sure that you have on your list. We'll see. I, I mean. This is uh, this this is uh, Johnny Cash live at Folsom yes. Prison. Oh, yes. Ding, ding. Yes. Yeah. I have a, a vinyl copy framed above my desk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this is a 1968... Um, live recording at Folsom Prison in Northern California that Johnny Cash did that is a legendary mm-hmm, recording. Mm-hmm. Um, it captures his his outlaw sort of spirit, his amazing talent as mm-hmm. a live performer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's got the noise of a jail. Right. So it's it's just this moment, and it comes out in 1968 in the middle of psychedelic psychedelic. Yeah late 60s rock and it's this complete different completely different thing yes than anything else that's kind of going on in the pop right world yeah and so he comes in and the first thing is hello i'm johnny cash yeah Folsom prison blues yeah. raucous crowd cheering oh about. you just get the sense he's just loving yeah playing with them and playing before them and yeah, yeah. the crowd just loves him yeah yeah so yeah that that and and so he 
you know, I have the the album. I've got you know the legacy edition with all the other special cuts. Oh, that's great! Yeah, it's it is a wonderful. It album. was very popular too, right? When yeah, it was, it was huge. huge. Yeah, it was a huge album. Um, it was uh, featured heavily in. Uh, there was a biography that you and I read a yeah. few years ago by a gentleman, a L.A. Times writer named Robert Hilburn, who had covered uh-huh. that concert. He yeah. was there, yeah. and there's and they're just talking about the energy in the room. Yes, yeah. And Johnny Cash sort of struggling at that time with drug addiction yes. in yeah. the middle of it all. Yes. Um, and then just some of the sounds from the, the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned the Folsom Prison Blues, other songs on there that... Yeah, well, his duet with June on Jackson mm. is, is mm-hmm. uh, really great. I, I think at this time they weren't married yet. Okay. They were all... Almost. Sure, yeah. But they weren't married yet. So that's a good one. And from a spiritual perspective, the last song on the album, it's a song that was written by a prisoner in the jail. Mm -hmm. And Johnny Cash had seen it for the first time. Mm. Uh, And I think think it was just a poem, and he put uh, music to it. It's called Greystone Chapel. Oh, okay. So the, the lyrics, there's a Greystone Chapel here at Folsom, a house of worship in this den of sin. You wouldn't think that God had a place here at Folsom, but he saved the souls of many lost men. Mm. So it's about a, a gentleman who's found faith yeah. in jail. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 What an interesting person he was, yeah. Johnny Cash. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, to, to, bring, uh, to bring my beloved dad again, listen to it for the first time when I was probably 17 or 18 on the vinyl c- copy that he had yeah. in the said cradle. In the cradle. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, listened to it in, with him and I just had never heard anything like right. that before. So you weren't like, did you know a lot about Johnny Cash at that no, point? No, I mean, yeah. I had seen him, I think, at one of the Billy Graham crusades sure. oh, yeah. when I was like nine years old. He was old. like on the Muppet show. And I mean, he was everywhere. it was just kind of, you know. Yeah. And then I hear this album, 1992, 93, uh, Folsom Prison, and then he comes out with the American recording yes. stuff. Yeah. And he is just blowing me away. Yeah, yeah, And so yeah. Johnny Cash just becomes a hugely important Yeah, person. he kind of disappeared for a while before those Americans. Mean, yeah, he I mean, he was but doing, I mean, he like, was out of the Branson, line. Missouri. Right. I and mean, he was in Branson doing half-full, yeah. you know, yeah. auditoriums. Yeah, yeah, It was kind of kind of washed up. Yeah. And then um, Rick Rubin, producer, yeah. who yeah. actually has produced David Brothers albums. Right, yeah said, hey, I would love to do an album with you. I just want you to play your guitar. And everybody said, don't do it. Yeah. It's a horrible idea. Yep. He does it and revolutionizes his career. So, awesome. Johnny Cash. And I, and, yep, so that's that's got to be with me down of there. Of course. A little raucous. I hope I don't disturb things at the church. That's all right. The prisoners are cheering, they, <laughs> shooting a man in Reno just to watch him they die. They do. They do cheer at that point. <laughs> yes, so, they do. Yeah, yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you uh, had that one. I oh I had that one. You didn't oh, yes. say ding, did you? Or did you? Oh, I think I I think I gave a you little. You did ding. I think I gave a little ding. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm 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 well, doing okay. This next here. one, if you have this next one, I'll I'll congratulate. Okay. All right. Let's hear. This is number. Let's make sure we get. Is this number? This is number six. six. Wow. Well, you might actually. I would imagine you might think that that you might have this artist, but I don't know if you'd have this. Okay. Album. Let's see. Tom Waits. Oh wait wait wait. Rain Dogs. No, I oh. like Rain Dogs a lot. Okay. But Mule Variations. Mule Variations. Yeah, that is... was on your list years ago when the the current was doing their thing and we oh, talked yes. about the thing. Yeah, so Mule I Variation. Write... Good grief. I forgot that I gave you my... I gave you that list yeah, there. I know. I, know. I should have gone back and found you it. You should have just found that. You trying to remember. to do the episode without I, me. I did not put down Tom Waits, although I love Tom Waits. Yeah, uh, Mule yeah. Variations is a great signpost because I've been talking some about my father. This one's about my wife, Stephanie, who we dis- I discovered this album came out in 1999. Mm-hmm. We were married in 2000. And... Uh, there are some songs on here that I cannot hear without thinking of mm. our engagement, yeah. our, mar- our early years being married, and there are other there were other uh, you know painful uh, sort of some some interesting painful memories going on at that time mm. as well. I had a, a dear friend from high school who sadly took his own life, mm. and mm. there was a, and there was a song on the album called "A House Where uh, Nobody Lives," mm. which I listened to it and I could just not do anything but think of him and and so so house where nobody lives is a fantastic song uh take it with me when i go Mm -hmm. one of the last the the second to last song on the album is a wonderful love song that i'm guessing he wrote to his wife Mm. it's a great song yeah so those would be the two that i'd have there is a tremendous uh satiric religious satirical a song called chocolate jesus huh which is a it sounds uh like controversial but if you listen to it you can tell he's really lampooning the 
sort of commercialization yeah. of religion. Right. Uh, he's uh, Tom Waits, who is a tremendously weird and funny songwriter yeah. from California. Yeah. Uh, actually spent a significant amount of time in a town over from where I grew up called in a town called Whittier, California. Huh. He, he, but he he said that he saw something in a in a, uh, a store called Testaments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these little, you know, yeah, I've yeah. seen them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said he saw that, and he immediately thought of this, this song about Jesus. Wow, being this little chocolate, like yeah. a chocolate bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's just, it's sardonic and sarcastic, but it, I think it's got a really good point to yeah. it as to why yeah. he's saying it. And it's hold on. Is that a mule? Yeah, hold on. That's kind of. That's a great be one. Most well known song, the, isn't it? Get behind the mule is a great song on there. Big in Japan is the first song. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's a great album. Yeah, I mean, it, Rain Dogs might be my favorite album of his, mm. but this one means more to me. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about his early stuff? Man, I like his. Yeah, lines. like just the lounge singer. Yeah, piano. yeah. The piano's been drinking, not me. That was <laughs> yes. like one of his songs. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, so, oh, and yeah. and, and uh, I think I've talked to you about this, but uh, for those listening, if you ever want to just get a good laugh, if you go onto YouTube and find it, interviews that David Letterman used to do with Tom Waits. Oh, I don't know if I've seen oh, those. It's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, because Tom Waits is so funny, and David yeah. Letterman not only loves him as a musician. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Christian and I both love David Letterman. Right, right, right. right. So, I mean, Tom Waits is from California. Tom Waits is California. But, and David Letterman. David Letterman is from Indiana. So there you go. Our yeah. two favorite states. There you go. Right there. So, well, I would say Minnesota is Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, it's my most favorite. But <laughs> secondly is Indiana. So. No, but California, it's our homes. You always <laughs> That's right. love your homes. And you state. love the people from your homes. Yeah, and is. so he, he tells stories and jokes to Dave, and Dave just loves him. Yeah, it's just that's hilarious. great. Yeah, I mean, he's an amazing poet. And yeah. His stuff is really beautiful. So, all right, Mule Variations, I need to listen to that again. Yes. I will when I'd I listen happy, to the I'd Spotify be, be playlist. to do that, the Spotify playlist included. With yes. Me. All right, I think that's six. That's six? Joel is going fast. I'm going fast. Do I need no, to no, out? it's going too fast. Going yeah. too fast? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think great. we should do a sequel. We should probably do a sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll be right back. We're back, and um, the venerable Christian Ruck apparently has another question for me before we dive into well, the rest. You know, actually, I want to ask you, and, uh, I know this was podcast was sort of inspired by Desert Island Disc, a long-time yes. British um, BBC, show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And one thing uh, the interviewer, well, there have been multiple interviewers, but we'll often ask the person is, are you looking forward in any way to having a year by yourself for them? It's a, it's on the, on the desert island. Desert but, island yeah. but um, you know, I mean, would there be some things like, oh, this would be nice. You would miss your family, of course. Of course. Um, and me. Um, uh, <laughs> well, yes. But other than that. <laughs> I'm into, I, I am obligated to say yes. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But anything, I mean, are you more extrovert, you more introvert, you a little of both? I mean, how would it feel to be a year of just listening to music? Well, I guess, you know, I probably wouldn't be pastor of connecting if I was a total introvert. <laughs> it would be, be mean to give uh, you that job. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but I I do like solitude. Yeah. I, I have always enjoyed time in my room. There is a famous uh, Beach Boy song that was yes. kind of my theme yeah, song yeah, growing yeah. up in my room. Um, so, yeah, it, it would be... Um, it would be difficult for me, especially the family part. Yeah. But, you know, I think that I think that in general, I think I would find a lot of reasons. Right. To you wouldn't go crazy having to be it. by yourself. And, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I would. Yeah. Any more than anyone else would for a year. That's a right. long time. Yeah, some people have an easier time than others I think of I'd solitude. Be okay. Yeah. 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 I think I'd be okay. But yeah, it's it's uh you know, it's definitely, you know, I did have one person early on, which is a fair point about the podcast saying it seems kind of a depressing premise right. in the middle of a pandemic. But, yes. you know, I'm a depressing guy. What can right. I say? And I don't think <laughs> anyone will be living in the basement for a year. I don't I think it's I, actually going to happen. No, I, I don't think so. It's a, good, it's a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it is an exercise. It's a okay. wonderful way to start a conversation. All right. Only three left. Three left. Yeah. yeah. What's number, what are we on? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one is GP by Graham Parsons. Yes. 
Ding, 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 I got that. Oh, man, I was afraid maybe Tom Waits took Graham Parsons' place. I was getting nervous. No, nobody I mean, can they're ever, very different. Nobody can ever take Graham Okay, Parsons good, good, place. good. All right. Nobody yeah, can ever tell take Graham Parsons' Tell us about... Now, that's not a very well-known album, I wouldn't think. That was the one I was talking about. Yeah. Um, I hadn't heard of it until you told me about it. You know, there people say about... You know, a lot of people say... There was a quote. I can't remember who it's attributed to, but because I'm a music nerd, um, somebody said once that... Very few people bought the Velvet Underground's first album. Yes. But everybody who did buy that album started a band. Yes. And I kind of feel that way about Graham Parsons. Mm-hmm. He's not somebody that you you know about necessarily, but everybody knows him yes. because of what he Super gave yeah. to the music world. Yeah. So he started off uh, in the mid '60s in a couple of. Their, he could never stay in one band for very long because he was too much of a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. He would always alienate people. He was, mm-hmm. you know, had trouble with drugs. Yeah. And, but he was in a, a couple bands. One called the Flying Burrito Brothers, yeah. which is also a fantastic album. House of Sin, uh, Gilded House of Sin, is a great album. Uh, you can hear Ben Kyle make tons of references. He's a huge to fan. Graham Parsons yes. on his, in his song Cecil Ingram uh, Connor, which right. is about Graham Parsons. Yeah, um, and then he was on in the in he helped out with the Birds album yes. um, Sweetheart of the Rodeo, yes. which is actually would be in my top thirty. Yeah, if I had thirty albums in the basement, yep. that would be one of them. Um, and then he he found a and one of the reasons I had to pick this album was because of the vocalist who is on this album with him. Mm-hmm. I only could pick nine albums. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine not being not having something by Emmylou Harris yes. with me for my wife's for because of my wife's and my love for Emmylou Harris. But Graham Parsons discovered Emmylou Harris mm-hmm. before he re- he recorded this album. And yes. so Emmylou Harris is featured very prominently okay. on this. Yeah. Album. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And it then. is uh, it is and so this is his Solo debut. Yeah. And he only made, I think, two solo albums before he overdosed. Yeah. How old was he? He was pretty young, wasn't he? 27. Yeah. You know, the magical rock age where everybody at 27. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So so he, so this album, every song is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, The two that I pick for the the playlist are Streets of Baltimore. Yeah. And that's all it took. Mm. That's all it took. A wonderful duet between the two of them. All right. Between Graham and Emmy Harris. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my brother, we were probably in high school... You know, he had heard like the birds, like you know, eight miles high. Mm-hmm. And so, and yeah. he he was buying albums. So that was probably CDs weren't really coming in yet, or were about to come in anyway. But he bought um, what is it, Daughter of the Rodeo, Sweetheart, of the Sweetheart of the Rodeo, at mm-hmm. like some you know used place. And he's like, oh, I'm so excited. He put it on. I remember putting it on, and we started listening to it. He was like, This is country music, yeah. you know. And at that point, yeah. we were very anti-country music. Yeah, you know? he was like. This is terrible. I thought it was going to be like rock, you know, yeah, and uh, yeah. and so that was sort of my memory of the birds. Like, oh yeah, the birds have some weird album. One yeah. of their albums is country, yeah. and then I listened to it years later. I'm like, this is really good. Like, why did yeah. we despise it? But, well, let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. I was talking to somebody else. I think it was David and Jen on mm-hmm. that podcast about coming into country music yeah. with a disdain for it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. In the '90s, you know, when I'm listening to Pearl Jam and right. Yeah. Nirvana and all yeah. these, these really great '90s bands, but and then I heard Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and then I heard, you know, I think Graham Parsons wasn't for at least another ten years. Yeah, but yeah, you start to hear the artistry. Yeah, um, that is there, and then you there's a treasure trove. Yeah, you go back and you hear Merle Haggard and you hear, right. you know, yeah, George Jones and these people that, you know, they they don't sound like the kind of music that that is what you grew up with but you start to see there is just this amazing right. you know amazing artistry to it that yeah. is amazing and and it speaks to an entire portion of the country and the culture that maybe I need to know right. more about yeah yeah I think growing up in Indiana you know there's a lot of country music I bet. so you yeah. kind of define yourself by what you're opposed to you know it's like yeah. oh, we're anti-country anti-disco there, there's a little bit of that in Southern California because sure. Bakersfield is two hours away that's yeah. where Merle Haggard grew oh, up oh yeah and there's a tremendous you know inland from you know the beach 30-40 miles is a heavily more much more yeah. working class you know uh Countryish yeah. sort of environment, so yeah. it's a, it's a melting pot. So yeah, you get all yeah. Of it. But you're right. I mean, again, like you know, uh, 
my brother and I, I mean, we were like huge like REM fans and, you know, and then you listen to REM now and you're like, oh, they, of course, were influenced by country music. I mean, they're yeah. from Athens, Georgia, Certain you know, and so, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it was like we were listening to this music that actually had huge country influences, but we just didn't realize it, you know, and then you. There's a wonderful, later. there's a wonderful story in the um, Ken Burns jazz documentary mm-hmm. of Charlie Parker walking into this diner in New York mm-hmm. and he goes to the jukebox and I don't know if this is a true story, or not, yeah. but it's in the, the documentary. He goes to this jukebox and he puts on a Hank Williams song, mm. another amazing artist, yeah. Hank Williams. And the people look at Charlie Parker, this bebop, yeah. jazz, yeah. and say, what are you doing? What, 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 how, why are you listening mm-hmm. to Hank Williams? And he, and he looks at him and says, the stories. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I love about it. And that's what I love about, you know, Graham Parsons and Emmy Lou Harris and all of it. Yeah. All right. We're at number eight. Okay, so number eight is the most recent one that I settled Uh-oh. on. Uh-oh. Um, it's the most this recent one that I settled on. Bode and well the reason me. the reason I settled on this one is I thought, okay, I, I need I need something that maybe I used to listen to a lot, but mm. I haven't really listened to in a long time. Mm. That really occupied a part of my mind for a while. Yeah. And that one ended up being The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I got it as a gift to a dear friend uh, for my birthday, and I just could not stop listening to it. Okay. Just could not stop listening to it. It's a hip-hop, R&B, uh, just am- amalgam of amazing sounds and amazing poetry. And uh, Lauren Hill was a member of a hip-hop band called the Fugees in mm-hmm. the mid-'90s. Did this solo album. It won Grammys yeah, for huge. Album of the Year, yeah. everything. And then she's never made another album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. She has... Um, I had to actually write the, these lyrics down. There's a song on there. Um, the two songs I would have, one of them is called X Factor. Uh, it's written to an X of hers. Mm. Um, and I dare you to listen to it and not hear Stevie Wonder's mm. voice in terms mm. of... She goes from being able to do rap to these soaring vocals that are amazing but then the other song of hers on the album that i don't know ever became a big hit but it hit me really well at the time and it's a song called to zion Mm. um and it's a song that she wrote to her son she had decided to have her son as opposed to having an abortion Mm. and so she writes this song to him and it features carlos santana Mm. on guitar I'm going to read you one of the lyrics. And you know, y'all know me, I get choked up sometimes, so we'll see if I can make it through it. Uh, How beautiful is nothing more than to wait at Zion's door. Mm. I've never been in love like this before. Mm. Now let me pray to keep you from the perils that will surely come. See, life for you, my prince, has just begun. And I thank you for choosing me to come through unto life to be a a beautiful reflection of his grace. See, I know that a gift so great is only one God could create. And I'm reminded every time I see your face that the joy of my world is in Zion. Mm, wow. And she brings in a gospel choir wow, into it. Neat. It's amazing. So That's great. it's a great album. I've been listening to it a lot actually recently again. Yeah. Um, and it actually, we just, uh, The Current, the radio yeah. station, yeah. you and I always do, they always do a, a, a music list and you and I always have fun with it every spring. And they did a, a list this year of the best debut albums yeah. of all time. Yeah. And um, it was like number four. Yeah, it was way up there. Yeah, three. yeah, yeah. So it's a beautiful album. Yeah. All right. Have you listened to that one ever? Huh? I, no, ever? I haven't. Yeah. No, really I got to. I got to. I remember it being very popular, but I've never listened to it. Yeah. Um, I put down Motown question mark R and B question mark Ray Charles question mark. So that was all, not a bad guess. That was all one. So <laughs> I don't know if I could count Lauren Hill no, under that. Motown, but Lauren Hill is no, not she's not Motown. Motown. She's not all. really R&B. Maybe, kind of. Sounds mean, like she's nine, Late 90s. I think the yeah. album came out in like 1990. Yeah. You mentioned Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Pretty different. She has Charles, that but. kind of vocal. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's I'll the, have to listen to it. Sounds yeah. great. Okay, so is this one more? One more. All right. I don't think, I don't think I got it correct. We'll see. 
All right, let's hear them. You, you might have. Number nine. It's going to be up to you because I'm turning the tables on you <laughs> on this one. Are you really? Yeah, I'm going to make you decide my last album of two picks. Oh, I have two okay. albums. All right, all right. So I thought I'd take a little page from John Harper. Yeah, yeah, I love Who that just basically said, here is... I know. So I was, was very trusting was, of him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was thinking maybe I should do this with the last two albums so I could get like four in. <laughs> you know, or I could name off a bunch yeah, of different yes, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't. Um, so you have to choose for me okay. between two albums. All right. Uh, it's either uh, U2's Joshua Tree. Okay. Now, see, I didn't write that down earlier when I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, he'll have Joshua Tree on there for sure. Now, now keep in mind here, before I say the last one, yeah. you have to decide what you think would be best for me, I know. not what you think. Okay, all right, okay. I think I know the, the second one. the other one is Pet Sounds of by course. the Beach Boys. I wrote Pet Sounds down. Because, and, and the reason I didn't have Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys as one of is just is the diversity thing. I, yeah. I wanted to have you know a lot of different picks from all over the place. Yeah. So I had to have either the Beatles or the Beach Boys yeah. on it. Yeah. But I was like, okay, how many '60s bands do I really want? Yeah. yeah. So no, that's, that so you sense. have to choose for me which of the two do you think would okay. be better for me to have. Okay. I ha- I have a choice. But and let you me can't tell you, okay. make it because it's on no, the no, list. no 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 I'm not going to. I'm sitting on side. Okay. Um, as you know, Joel, I've tried to love Pet Sounds, and I just haven't been able to do it. So yeah, it's, um, a, it's a con- God only knows, right? That's on there. Yes. Yeah, I like that song. Yes. But that Caroline of course you song. Do. It's got the, the word. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Got God's name. It, it does. It's that it does. Great. Yes. It does. But knowing you, I think a year without any U two would be a hard year for you. Yes. Yeah, because I just know they bring you a lot of joy. Yeah. And. And like you said, Joshua Tree, I mean, the whole album is so good. Those first three songs are just, you know, so mm-hmm. powerful. Um, uh, so, yeah. So I would choose U2 for you, but it's not against Pet Sounds, which I understand. I am under underappreciative of an album that many people deep, deeply love. But well, yeah, I just I think you've got to have some U2 down there. Yeah, it'd be yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, yeah, in the first three songs. But I think, and of course. I mean, you like Bull of the Blue Sky. I mean, I'm prepared. I wouldn't say that. I, mean, it, <laughs> I would say that that's maybe one of the weaker spots. Yeah, movie. I think it no is. No offense, Steve Hunt, who loves that song. I know, Steve but, loved it, yeah. But I think that what happened for me with Joshua Tree, because it's so easy to just say, oh, you know, where the streets have known it. Because I was, of course, prepared to talk about either album. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> but, you know, Pull Out the Blue Sky, you know, I mean, Streets Have No Name, Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, With or Without You, amazing songs. Yeah. But you don't really, really start to understand how great this album is until you turn it over. Sorry, right. amen, I agree. I mean, you when you hear, when you really can get past those huge hits that are amazing songs, yeah. and really listen to In God's Country, yep. really listen to um, One Tree Hill, One Tree Hill, so really listen good. to oh, uh, Trip song. Through Your Wire. Yeah. They're great songs. What's the final song? Uh, Mothers of the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Disappeared? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a cliche. A lot of the albums I have are really popular. I don't have a lot of obscure stuff, but, man, it's... I mean, were you tempted at all, Joel, to choose, like, a singles, like, you two, like, get just the greatest hits? I was actually tempted to pick the Beatles singles, because I have yeah. a box set of uh-huh. all of their singles, which is, like, 30, 45 yeah. singles. I yeah. did think of that, but I felt like that might be, you know... I don't right. know if I... Mike, I mean, I know that... Box other, sets do There's seem- other people who have shattered the rules of the podcast. I know, I know. But a box set would, does seem like, when would, you got like 20 albums in one box set, I mean, Yeah, it just little, seems a little bit yeah. out of the spirit of yeah, the thing. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, this, one of the, the traditions on this one is this is how we start every family road trip. We listen mm-hmm. to the Josh. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the kids like it. I think I could say Corey that Corey likes it too. I mm. think she's she's grown to accept the yeah. fact that we listen to it. <laughs> um, and then, of course, a few years ago when they performed the whole album at a U.S. Yeah. Bank Stadium, we yeah. were able to see it. And yeah. So I got to see One Tree Hill live, which was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really great. really nice. But you know, I mean, there's a reason some of these bands keep coming up. Oh yeah. You know, David and Jennifer gave me a hard time. gave us a hard time about how much Bob Dylan and you two end up on these. No lists. Bob Dylan for you. No Bob Dylan for me. I couldn't think of one album. Yeah. Of his that I you really know what? Liked. I had written down Bob Dylan question mark. Yeah. 
I put Blonde on Blonde only because, yeah. again, I was thinking double album. Yeah. You know, kind of, of representative wow. of, you know, one of his best and albums. And I think I could live with uh, without him for sure. Year. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because I listen to him a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's the that's challenge. Yeah. But I couldn't live without George Frederick Handel's Messiah for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I came up with. And Joshua Tree came out when I was 12 years old, and it was very formative. And I just remember listening to Still Have One, Haven't Found What I'm Looking For over and over. And yeah. so there's a lot of those those big songs are big for a reason yeah yeah absolutely no that's a re- yeah i totally agree yeah so, awesome good okay so you still do you want your book do you sure you don't really want a book down there you're not much of a well reader. you know it's funny the book thing i'm gonna bend uh, this is where i'm gonna bend the rules <laughs> so it's phil, about time phil, B- phil bickle said something that i liked and he said that people would have left their books somebody down there. would have left the chronicles of narnia and the lord he did of the rings that. Yeah, yeah. And so i'm actually thinking about now that i've been on the show that maybe i'll start to say people have left the bible all the, books? the bible uh the book of common prayer lord of the rings yeah and the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, Chronicles, Chronicles of Narnia is my pick. Yeah. Um, but I have to give a special, I'll, I'll come back to it, but I, I do have to give a special asterisk for To Kill a Mockingbird, mm. which I just read mm. and is an amazing book. But Chronicles of Narnia um, is, is my favorite book. I can read it every year. I could read it. I don't read it every year because there's just too much to read. Right. I just can't keep. Uh, yeah. But... Um, I am I am an appreciator of Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. but Narnia is where it's at for me. Yeah, I mean I I just I love Lewis's prose. I yeah. love yeah. his imagery. I love I know he's not as consistent as mythology as sure. Tolkien wanted. Right, him to right, be. right, right, right. I don't care. Yeah, I just I just read them again this year, and there are moments that just pierce you and just make you just see the faith in and this yeah. is the power of storytelling. I mean, yeah. He just yeah. he is so good at eliciting those things that oh yeah, somebody else feels that way. Yeah. And it's right there on the page. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. those books never grow old. No. So yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're really, really good. Yeah, you can read them out loud to your kids and then read them for yourself. So Chronicles of Narnia with you know, and if 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 the, the library is already there to kill a mockingbird. All right. Well, good. I like the idea of everybody's books being down there. Yeah, maybe I could start incorporating that. Yeah, you got the letters of Flannery O'Connor down yeah, there now. Yeah, that's right. I've never yeah, read you those. Got, you've got uh, Cimmerillion. That was what Jesse Hamer said. You've got. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember the names of the books. The the trilogy that you had. Uh, the Heaven Tree trilogy. Yeah, yeah. you got that. Oh, that's long. My daughter left Jane Eyre. Yeah. Uh, my son Jack. Uh, when did he leave? Oh gosh. I feel horrible. Uh-oh. I can't remember. I can't remember either. I'll remember it was in good. a second. Whatever oh, yeah. It was. It, was, it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want a luxury item? Yeah. Okay. What is missing? <laughs> you know me very well. You should know what my luxury item is. Should would I know involve. what your luxury item is? Yes. Well, I mean, would I, you get a record player, right? I mean, would that be just assumed? Yeah. What's the... Come on. So not a record player. What would... What's the other piece that I would need to have with me? Oh, no. Baseball. Oh, of course, of course. Baseball. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I would want... Well, yeah, so what's the luxury item, What I would want would be a... uh, I would want a video stream (laughs) with uh, the MLB... as long and the Wes Anderson's movies. Oh wait a second! No 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 no! <laughs> you get one or the other. You can't get both. Okay, of those. if it has to be one, MLB. Yeah, of course. Uh, of so course. like, and especially being able to watch the seven uh, Dodger World Series. Okay. The seven times the games of their World yeah, Series. Yeah, I gotcha. In uh, in throughout their history. Wow. So baseball. I have to have baseball. Yeah 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 yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's hard to think of that as a luxury item, but I like that. How is I that? Huh? A, a streaming well, I mean, video? No, 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 no that is. But when you just said baseball, I mean, it's like, well, what oh, yeah, does that base- look like? Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. a picture Not of. just baseball. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. How do you usually end this thing? What do we, how do we end it? Do you, do you say something clever at the end? Well, yeah. Say something nice, know. like it was good to talk with you or well, something like that. it was like good that. to talk with you. <laughs> Thank and you. So, oh, but you need to tell them what were your, all your guesses. Well, I think we hit a lot of them. So I did have Pet Sounds. I had Dylan, question mark. That's it. Yeah, I didn't put you two Joshua Tree, which I should have. And you had Folsom. Um, I yeah, I had Live from Folsom Blue, Emotionalism. I had classical question mark, jazz question mark, and again that Motown. The jazz R&B, question mark. R and B one. So All right. Yeah. And so and Jack's pick was the screw tape letters. I just Oh of course there you go, more Lewis. More C. S. Yes. Lewis. Yeah, yeah. And to shout out him, he is named after C. S. Lewis because C. S. Lewis went by Jack. That's so. right. 
He's yeah. big in our family. All right. Well, well Joel, thank keep you up so much for work. coming in. So yeah. I, I can't wait for the next episode where we talk about maybe our nine films <laughs> for great. the basement. Possibly the, Just... the nine, uh, I don't know, maybe we can make it nine the nine, you know, songs of one artist. There you go. Oh, can, that'd be good. Vary it a this could bit. just go on forever. Yeah. This yeah. was really fun. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. And there you have it. My thanks to Christian for talking with me. He and I have so much fun talking about music. I could see us doing some other kinds of sequels someday. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much to him for talking with me. You can feel free to email me or leave comments on the church website about my picks. It's always great to hear from you. If you are wondering, here's where we stand on counts for particular artists. I'm including any artist mentioned more than once. So each of these artists that I'm going to mention have had two mentions. Beethoven, Ben Kyle, Jillian Welch, Howard Shore, the Writers of Les Miserables, Pink Floyd, Trampled by Turtles, The Water Boys, and Yo-Yo Ma. Bob Dylan and Lin-Manuel Miranda have each been mentioned five times. Neil Morse, thanks to our friend Phil Bickle, has been mentioned three times. And the Avid Brothers and U2 have been mentioned six times. As to particular albums, Hamilton has been mentioned five times. True Sadness by the Avid Brothers has been mentioned three times. And Emotionalism by the Avid Brothers, Joshua Tree by U2, Le Miserable, and Heroin the Harvest by Julian Welch have been mentioned twice. We are amassing quite a list. Thanks to all who contributed. Again, let me know if you would like to be a part of this show. It'll be fun to see how this evolves. If you were listening and albums aren't your thing, what other nine things would you want to discuss with me? Drop me a line sometime. Also, make sure you listen to my Spotify playlist that I came up with for the picks that I had. So, until you hear me for the next time, enjoy your summer and the peace of the Lord be with you.